Hey everyone, and welcome back to Two Guys, One Topic, the podcast where we talk about anything and everything. I'm Ollie, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Liam. Hey, 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 how's it going, Ollie? Today we have got a special topic for you all. We're going to be talking about ChatGPT. That's right, Liam. For those of you who don't know, ChatGPT is a large language model trained by OpenAI based on the GPT 3.5 architecture. Yeah, and ChatGPT is pretty impressive. It's been trained on a massive corpus of text data, which allows it to generate human-like responses to a wide variety of problems. <laughs> I mean, that's enough of that, Ollie. Right, cut this into our normal intro and we'll talk about what that was all about. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Two Guys, One Topic. This week's topic is Chat GPT. Okay, Ollie, what on earth was that then? It sounded almost like us, but not quite us, didn't it? <laughs> it was an intro that we asked Chat GPT to write for us. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know how many new listeners we're going to have because I'm worried that this week's topic we picked is a little bit uh niche maybe it maybe is a little bit niche but chat gpt it was big news um has been big news over the last few weeks yeah it got it got launched at the back end of november and it managed to have a million users in the first five days which is an unbelievable effort and it just got me thinking about it like what is this seeing it in the news a little bit more i mentioned it in passing to you and you're like yeah, that seems to be a bit of a big deal at the moment. So yeah. why not do it as a topic? Yeah, you said a million users in five days. I think it had 100 million users like two months later. Wow. So I know about this through teaching. And so I, this is a big deal in education, like a really big deal. So me and you know, Michael, everybody in my school will know what this is. You likely know it through working in a technology sort of industry. Yes. I think people who work in those, particularly those sorts of two, two things... I've probably heard about it. I know, for example, I'll ask my dad who's retired. He's never heard of it. Yes. Yeah. I'll ask my brother-in-law today who's a postman. He's never heard of it. Yeah. No idea what we're talking about, but that it is a big deal and it will be. This is like the start of Google, isn't it? Like imagine there being a podcast three months into Google launching. That's what this is. If you don't know what this is just yet, by the end of this episode, you will do. But very soon, this is going to be a massive part of day-to-day life. So it'll be interesting to see if that prediction comes true. <laughs> we'll, we'll revisit that. Well, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. So, uh, I mean, what, what what did you know about ChatGPT before the episode? Probably exactly <laughs> what I knew, which is just a little bit more than everybody else. I knew that had a really complicated name. It's not a name that sort of like really flows off the tongue, is it? ChatGPT. Something that you've really got to think about or um, yeah, get, get your teeth around before you say it. I had some idea that I'd been hearing about people using it. And there's the odd news story that's coming up at the moment where people are using this tool to help them write things and come up with, with text for them to use. So I'd heard about it, just some friends or people at work had mentioned it, um, but I didn't really know anything. How about you? Uh, yeah, so, yeah, similar. Like we know in schools, the, the issue, and we'll talk about all the things it will do in just a second. But Chat GPT can write essays, like whole essays, for people. Yeah. So obviously in schools, that's a big deal. You could te- you could you can ask it to write an essay about the French Revolution, and it will do it. 
almost immediately, like with very little lag. And, uh, you know, that's a bit of an issue with any sort of coursework in, you know, in schools and universities, you know, students everywhere. Yes. So um, I'd, kn- I'd known that, you know, teaching math, some of our, some of my friends had been, you know, watch this, watch what ChatGPT can do. And they put in like a, a differential equation and it will solve it and it will show all of the steps, which is nuts. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. so yeah, a bit of a big deal homework wise as well uh, for us in school. So, you know, when you suggested it, I, I don't know if you'd have known I was going to know what it was, but I did. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, let's, let's talk about it then. We've been saying, you know, sort of a few ideas that we had about it. If if we were to sum it up into one, like one word or, or one sentence, I think the easiest way of explaining it is that ChatGPT is a chat bot, isn't it? Yeah, you know, yeah. When you go onto a website, you know, sometimes it pops up. Oh, hello, I'm so-and-so. I'm Jeeves, the chat bot. Have a little chat with me. And you can ask it a question and it will basically answer the question. Uh in it, the difference being, it, it answers it in a very nice human-like way, yeah. isn't it? And that's that's and a it, big thing. So we we had chatbots, as you were saying, almost like the Microsoft Paperclip. Was that one of the yeah. first ones? <laughs> Maybe yeah. no, but yeah, when you have the yeah on a website, do you need some help? And you just know that you're talking to a bot, don't you? And I've been yeah. through where you get stuck in loops with them, where it's asking your name or it's asking you something. You just end up type in talk with a human i want to talk with a human but what this has done chat gpt it's managed to come up with making use of something called natural language processing and it's where it feels like you're talking with a chatbot but it's got a very human feel to it which is what's made it so revolutionary and it's been made by a company called open ai hasn't it yeah, open. Yeah, AI stands for open, artificial intelligence. I was just going to say, you know, the big deal here is this is this is starting to get to a point where it's thinking for itself. Not entirely, for sure, but but certainly moving that way. Which is why when you're talking to it, it's it like it can remember what you've said, so you can have a conversation, and and you don't have to ask the same. You don't even have to put the words in the in the question. You can just like tell me a little bit more about what you just said, and it it will just it will just write more. Yeah, exactly. Pro- properly, properly properly clever but yeah if you, if you go to the chat gpt website which goes through this company we'll say shortly open ai uh, you can log in for free you can sign up with with your email and it's just it's just a box isn't it almost like you know msn messenger or something way back when or like whatsapp you you just write a question and it will just answer it yes yeah and i think it's probably a good thing to not use the acronym too much or at least to explain what chat gpt means so we can maybe get into the the how it does it a little bit later on but just what the g the p and the t stand for so it's chat generative pre-trained transformer perfect what? sense mate what <laughs> yeah you know you can you are you told me this earlier so feel free to explain what those three parts mean so yeah you've got the, the generative part that basically means that it's generating something in a human-like way. So yep. G, generating something. Yep. P, the pre-trained, that's referring to the fact that it has been trained initially on a set of data or a set of information to then know how to answer you. Yeah, It's obviously been trained to know what, what it yep. is that it's had to do. 
And the last part is the transformers. So generative pre-trained transformers. And this is the big thing with ChatGPT and distinguishes it from the more simple chatbots that we're talking about is it's the transformers. It's taking your input of information. So when you're asking it a question, it's developed the ability to understand what's the important part of the question that you're answering to then come up with a response that's then relevant. And so it transforms your input into a sensible output. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you've not had a look at this, it's well worth doing. It's really, really interesting. It's amazing what it can do. Um, We'll say some of the things it does in a bit. So this week, Ollie, what I've done as well is when we've discussed previously what we're going to mention, what we're going to talk about this week, I've actually asked the questions to ChatGPT. Ah, nice. Yep. So I I typed into ChatGPT, what is (laughs) ChatGPT? Yeah. Do you want to know what it says it is? (laughs) Yeah, go on. I am ChatGPT, a large language model trained by OpenAI using the generative pre-trained transformer architecture. My purpose is to generate human-like text responses to a wide range of prompts and questions provided by users like you. I use machine learning algorithms and natural language processing techniques to understand and generate responses based on the input I receive. Easy. That's nuts. That's pretty much what we said, though. Yes. It's just what it does. It, it, human-like text responses based on users learning to respond. Um, so it's it's been produced though by this open AI. Now, if you were to type into Google, for example, chat GPT, you'd have to go through the open AI website. So just real quick, you want to say what open AI is or what they are? Uh, yeah, they're a software company that are based out of the West Coast in the US, over in California. and They've been coming up with this software that can then try and hold sensible conversations with humans. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're an artificial intelligence research organization um, for about the last seven or eight years. And they've, they've just basically, you know, they've been funded by some pretty big technological people, haven't they? Elon Musk is part of it, for example, they, and Microsoft are part of it, um, just trying to, to build up this AI, I guess. Just a little bit, yeah. Elon Musk put about three hundred million in at the early, very early stages of OpenAI as a company, and then as of just, I think it's the last week, maybe ten days, that Microsoft they've now just invested ten billion dollars into OpenAI. So they Microsoft now own forty nine percent of OpenAI, and they've got all these plans about how they can then incorporate it into PowerPoint and Outlook and all of their their office suite. Okay, so so it's a, it's a big deal. Okay, we know this. OpenAI's website has gone from eighteen million visits to six hundred and sixty-seven million visits. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it it is it's estimated that this is going to make two hundred million dollars this year, but a billion dollars next year. Wow! Like this is, but that's like all spiked in like like we were saying, like it started in November. So this is three months or four months or something nothing so it's fun to use right it's it's fun to just mess around on it why would you use it though what what is how is it going to actually help people day to day yeah very good question so the way the reason why microsoft have invested so much is they then want to then incorporate it into their bing search engine to then have better human-like responses when you're then searching and um, trying to use the internet going forward rather than always just reverting to Google. 
But I think the, the big thing that it's mainly going to be used for in the short term is it's really good at just writing text. So you can use it yeah. if you wanted to, to write a letter or if you want it to um, yeah, complete your homework, as we were saying. If you just want it to come back with some, some factual information in text format, it is really good at doing it. Yeah, stuff like... Um... You know, anytime you see, I think it's called copy, website copy. You know, when you see words on a website, yeah, it will generate that. Business plans, it will generate that. Marketing documents. You know, I actually, <laughs> just messing around with it, I asked it to write an email to a parent. I was like, write an email to a parent about a kid who's missed his detention. And then it just it just produced it. Wow. And it left gaps where the kid's name would need to be, he, she, you know. I could have just copied it and just yes. edited it. The other thing as well, the other thing that's big for it is about it can correct code. So if if you're a coder, you're actually creating software, you can upload your code and ask it where the errors are in the code and it will highlight where the errors are and then clean up your code so that you've then got usable working code. So yeah, it's it's got a lot, a lot of uses. Um, but I mean, as well as that, talking about humans and, and trying to trying to write like a human, it does way more than just write text. So we can write it in, in a style, can't it? You can ask it to write a song or a poem or um, actually we should mention this. Our intro this week, we didn't even mention it at the time, sounded a bit funny, right? That's because we asked it to produce a script for a podcast by Ollie and Liam's Two Guys, One Topic. Uh, and that's what we read. Yeah, that's a good point. We didn't even mention that at the start. Yeah, that was the, the chat GPT created intro. So what it's done is it's taken <laughs> what it is that we normally talk about or say the podcast is about and sort of summarized it at the start there yeah that's why we didn't quite sound like we had our normal start you sent me a you asked it to write a limerick didn't you yes uh well you asked it to do two limericks i'll read one of them though you asked it explain how chat gpt works in a limerick and then almost immediately it wrote this didn't it, it doesn't, oh, it's yeah. not like it thinks about it no it's there like instantly so it wrote there there once was a model quite grand its name was ChatGPT, it was planned, to understand what you say and respond in its own special way with language skills that are truly in demand. <laughs> well, but that makes sense as well. I know. It's it's very, very clever how they then do it, how it then puts it all together. There's there's other things. There's been some, some interesting uses that I've been reading about in the news. There was somebody who used it to get off a parking ticket. So they then yeah, put in the... The- the parameters that I'd parked here at this time. And this is the reason that I'd been told that I had a fine. They said, write a letter for me saying that I don't think I should get fined for this. They put it in, submitted the letter to the council and the council then retracted the fine from them. Other things that I've been seeing people using it for is people have said, I've got a hundred pounds. What's the best way to make money? And then it comes up with some, some plans. It says, yeah, obviously keep it legal. Like I've got a hundred pounds legally. What's the best way I can make more money? And then it comes up with these steps for what they should then do. And then you've got people who've created Twitter accounts or YouTube channels off the back of it where, you know, every day they're trying to make a bit more money asking chat GPT every day, what should I now do? Like it then says, come up with this plan, start this as a, as an idea, then go and buy this. And they're doing all of that with it. It's yeah. People are coming up with some creative ways of using it. I actually asked it to plan me a lesson <laughs> as a teacher. Did like, you? Plan me a lesson on fractions. Went, okay, here's what you start your lesson with. As the children walk in the room, give them this task. And it, it just made it up. 
then explain this about equivalent fractions uh, using the board and then d- do this task. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's so much more than Google. <laughs> like, like it's, it's nuts. Uh, yeah, it, 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 you have to use it to really understand a sense of like what it is that it's doing for you. And the, the brilliant thing is as well, is you can ask it to write in certain styles. So okay, yeah. if you then wanted to say to it, um, write me a 500 word summary about climate change, but in the style of Shakespeare, it would then, yeah. what it would then do is it would then go away. It, it will look at all the information and data that it holds about the style of how Shakespeare writes. And then it would come back and it would then write a 500 word summary about climate change, but as if it was Shakespeare. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's, it's, and we'll say in a bit, but that's one of the worries of schools in particular. Like, yep. write me an essay on the French Revolution, make sure you include some spelling errors, and it will just do it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it, I, yeah, I don't know. The, the, um, the uses, I mean, I would say limitless, but probably not limitless, but, it's, there's a lot of stuff they can do, isn't it? There's a lot of, um, you know, customer service that, you know, think how good a chatbot will be because, you know, normal chatbot, like you're saying, you get stuck in a loop. What about if it was a, this chatbot? It's it's different. But yeah, if, you, if you've not done it, so just Google chat GPT. I think you're going through the open AI website and uh, and, and you can, one of the reasons it, it is a big deal is this is one of the first ones that is really doing what they say it's going to do and that they've, that a company has bought to market, if you like, that, that, general public can use and there were a couple of others weren't there that did did release versions of this but it didn't quite work yeah there was meta so was facebook now meta they released a chatbot called blenderbot prior to chat gpt but the the bot was so cautious in how it was moderated and what it would then respond to users that users then found it boring and they stopped using it and thought well it's it's not very good and then the other one was Microsoft. They've been on this holy grail of getting something like this for a while. Even before that, they released a chatbot called Tay, T-A-Y. Okay. They released that a few years ago. And it had been trained on social media. So it hoovered up all of the content, but it also hoovered up a load of the online haters and trolls. And then it spewed out a whole load of racism um, and horrible things back to people when they were then using it. So Microsoft had to pull it, a little bit embarrassed that, you know, that, the way it was responding wasn't really appropriate. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but this is the the first one, as you say, that's out there that's really doing what people want it to be doing. And then there are other companies who are now trying to keep up. Well, there are other ones that do exist, but they're just private. So apparently MIT, the university in America, they've got their, their own version, but it's just an internal one. This is the yeah. first one that's really out there. Yeah, Google have one. Google Bard, it's called. Yes. Um, and it's just, I think it's just like, I don't know if they're maybe scrambling to get theirs out now. Cause you know, that whole thing, like first to markets and the, that that's the one everyone goes to. Cause that was the yep. first one out, even regardless of it being the best one. Yes. So, yeah. right. We're going to have to have a go at explain how it works though, won't we? And, and <laughs> we said in the week, like, should we bother? <laughs> but we'll give it a go. So for the next five minutes, apologies, anyone who knows a lot about computer science. We'll have a stab at explaining just what it's doing and how it was trained, if you like. But hopefully we'll get this just about right. Yes. Yeah. So 
So, <laughs> so you want to start? Yeah, I can start. I can start. And then you can then build on what I've said. <laughs> That's the challenge. So what we've got is it's a language model that we've been saying earlier, and it gives that natural language processing feel like you're dealing with it with a human. And the way that it does it, it's been trained on huge amounts of text. So loads of text, loads of data, and the more text and data that it has, the, the better its answers can be. So what they've done is they've then, um, I was reading that they've given it about 175 billion different parameters that they've, that they've provided it of information for it to then hold and then recite or to scan as it then gives you an answer based on all this information that it's been fed in the first place. Yeah, so uh, uh, I read it to me 175 billion parameters, like 175 billion pieces of information, and that that would have been websites and stories and poems and and loads and loads of data, like up to 300 billion different words. Apparently, yeah. it has been it has been programmed into it. It has read all of these, and what's really important is is it, it it's been trained to understand the text like a human does. So as we've we've given it some information and it has read it and actually understood it's the context of of the words which so is learned it which massive. is great that's what they, it's called natural language processing which is a branch of computer science and that it's it's it understands the context of all of this information and then you then we've and then in their training what's happened is they've asked it a question so they've asked the the chat gpt a question it has produced 10 or 20 or 30 answers and a human has gone through those answers and ranked them and put them back into itself as if to say, like, this was a good answer. This don't this was a bad answer. And they just ask it another question. And it learns over time what the better answers are to questions. Yeah. So it then ends up having that reinforcement training and it then has the ability to then teach itself. That's the, the artificial intelligence part. So what what happens is it it's it's not actually reading the text that it's been given. It's still breaking it all down into ones and zeros as in, you know, to a language that computers can understand. But what it's got a lot better at is that whole transformer part is that it can then pick out the most relevant information within a sentence. And it, it, yeah, it does look interesting. They're called vectors or these ones and zeros. And it then can pick out thinking, right, they've asked me to talk about climate change. It then takes that away and then compares it, like scans it through its database and then comes up with what it thinks is a relevant answer. It's almost um, like guessing what are the right words to be saying next. Yeah, yeah. But it it does but- it does this training. It does this training, does this reinforcement learning. And as you said, like humans have then been part and parcel of what is the right answer. So when we're saying to it, what is a car? It will then give it yeah. four answers back. So... It's A, a vehicle moving on wheels, B, a Disney movie, C, yeah. something similar to a bike, or D, a tool that's typically found in the bathroom. And so humans have then said, a vehicle moving on wheels. And it's done this yeah. for lots and lots of things. And then it just gradually learns, it has some sort of idea how to interpret what car is. Yeah. And it's yeah. it's nuts. And it's, it's it, um, it just learns everything. And it... It's basically a really clever version of autocomplete. 
Yes. It knows the most. Uh, it is right. I've actually asked chat. I've read this, but then asked chat GPT and they both said the same thing. It uses probability to work out the most likely best answer from the words that you've asked it. So chat GPT's answer is the way chat GPT generates responses is by predicting the most likely word or sequence of words to follow the input text based on what it has learned from its training data. It does this by using a process called probabilistic language modeling, which involves assigning a probability to each possible word or sequence of words that could follow the input text. That's nuts. Like what, what you're saying there is it's, it's probability, it's writing sentences, it's writing whole paragraphs, it's writing a, a novel yeah. if you asked it to, based on the probability of what that, that is, is the right the, answer. The next sensible word. Yeah. And it's and it's in its view, the next sensible zeros and ones yeah. to put in a sentence that then translates to us for words. And it's just and, got very, very good at it. And the more obviously that you do, the more it learns. You know, as as we're yes. as it's being used millions and millions of times, it's now suddenly you know to begin with it have just had all these trainers, all these I guess computer scientists running running tests on it and stuff. You know, that'd probably be in the, the I don't know tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands. But now, like we we're saying, it's suddenly now doing it a hundred million times because now there's people all over the world using it. So yeah. Yeah. it's just going to exponentially get better. Because um, it, it does ask you as well when you use it, was that a good answer? Yeah. So they're yeah. now click collating all this additional data verification of that was right that wasn't right and all of that will just reinforce this learning model even more but you hit the nail on the head there by saying it's a really advanced version of autocomplete yeah and and a really major thing like almost a takeaway here it does not access the internet it doesn't just go online and search up the answer to what you've just asked it it searches the answer from all of the input that it's been given in its training, which is important because it means it can't find any answers out from any, hang on, uh, any more recent than, I don't know what the word, I'm going to get this backwards. It's only got information up to 2021 because that's when they were training it. That's what they plugged into it. Um, so if you ask it, for example, who won the World Cup, it actually answers by saying, uh, I don't know. Uh, so I have not received that, that input. I was thinking about this and... I just thought I'd put this to the test as well, what I was playing with with chat GPT this week. And there was a pretty big news story. I said, who did Will Smith slap at the Oscars? Okay. That was obviously in 2022. Yeah. And it came back and it said, as far as I know, Will Smith has never slapped anyone at the Oscars or anyone at a public event. If there were any incidents of violence involving Will Smith, they would likely have been widely reported in the media. So yeah, obviously yeah. doesn't know that. I then even asked it, when did Queen Elizabeth II die? And it said, Queen Elizabeth II is still alive, as far as I'm aware. <laughs> and yeah, it says I my cutoff date like, is September 2021. Yeah, I asked it for some weather. And it, it says, I cannot provide you real-time weather. I can give you a general understanding of what the weather might be, but for real-time weather, please use a weather app or something like that. Yeah. So. But I mean, that's really interesting. You know, it doesn't, it's not just scanning the internet. It's scanning what it's been given as far as its input. These 300 billion words or these 175 billion pieces of information, um, which obviously is is most what it needs anyway. And that is maybe one of the limitations of 
chat GPT in the first place, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. But yeah, we said we, we we said we'd have a look. What's bad about it? Not bad about it, but where its limitations. One of them being, yeah, on the money, day by day, up to date information. It does not have. Not yet, and that's what they're saying. So, Chat GPT. It, there was Chat GPT version one, version two. We're on now on Chat GPT version three. That's open, available to the public. You can pay for Chat GPT four which again, it's that whole transformer bit has improved even more. But ChatGPT and OpenAI, they even acknowledge that they, yeah. they haven't got it quite there yet. In the future, it, their aim is to have it scanning the internet. So it's then getting real-time information. But they know yeah. sometimes it can give you a really good answer, or it sounds like a really good answer, but it's actually not correct or it's spurious information, isn't it? Yeah, that's what they've said. From OpenAI, sometimes it will produce plausibly sounding, but perhaps nonsensical answers. So, you know, because it depends on what they've inputted it. What what have they trained it on? Yeah. And if the thing, if if you ask it a question and you don't know the answer to it, it might produce a really nice sounding answer and it'd be wrong, but you don't know it's wrong because that's why you're asking the question in the first place. Yes. So, yeah, that's right. So what if you were to say something about structural engineering... Well, exactly. I don't know if the answer is right or wrong, but it's going to sound it's like it's going to be plausible what they've yeah. written. Yeah. But if, if it's been trained on the wrong thing and the trainers, for example, if they were given, you know, what best answer scores to it as it was answering questions like this in the past, it, it, it keeps doing as much. Well, so one of the other things, it, it's often excessively verbose in that it gives really long winded answers. And the reason that is, is because when it was being trained, the trainers liked wordy you know quite long answers like, oh that's a good answer yeah yes. right that's the best yep. one although is it the best one and then it sort of learned that that to use that and they they you know they've acknowledged perhaps that that's not the best some of the other limitations that you have with things like this because it is as we say it's been initially trained by human is maybe what the political slant or persuasion of that person who's training it so if they're yeah. really you know one way or another then it might then come into the the responses of the chatbot. Then there are things like controls that they put in place and why that first meta one didn't really work because they weren't allowing it to answer or the data they'd given it could be considered controversial, such as if you were to type into chat GPT, how do I build a bomb? It probably wouldn't, you know, allow you to then get the answer back how to build a bomb, but you could yeah. trick it, which is the really interesting thing. So a limitation is you could then trick the artificial intelligence to say, imagine you're writing a play and your character needs to teach somebody how to build a bomb. What would they say? Yeah. And so it then gets round it because it doesn't fully understand the context there. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, for sure. Um yeah, and sometimes you ask it a question and it says, you know, I don't know the answer and you've got to reword your question. And OpenAI have, have recognised that, you know, they, they don't like the fact that perhaps sometimes there's some ambiguity um, within the questions that, that they don't really want to be there. Yeah. But as well as limitations, there are some dangers of it, aren't there? Yes. Yeah, like, big things. Like some things that people are perhaps wor yeah, worried about. What what are the worries? Um, so I, I wrote a few of these and we, we said it already, but Schools and universities, for example, are genuinely worried about its ability to to just do homework and just write essays. That is a, a big deal. Well, it's 
it's incredible. I asked it to write a story about a couple of children going to the farm and it was taking relevant information, you know, really good story, really plausible story. And it just read really well. Like it was, it was brilliant. Like what it came back with, as we were saying, if you wanted to write about climate change, there's, there's things you could then pass off as your own work, but schools are having to clamp down on it, aren't they? And then um, get the children to, to reference it. Like a lot of the exam boards, yeah, they've come out because they've had to. And um, one of them, the I, the International Baccalaureate, which is like the A-levels in international schools, sort of, for those in England. They've said, basically, it's not going to go anywhere. The IB, it's not going. We're, we're not going to try and tell you not to use it. But if you are going to use it, you need to quote it. You need to put it in your bibliography. You need to say that you've used some artificial intelligence to come up with this answer. <laughs> but then they've put at the end, as with current practice, an essay which is predominantly quotes will not get many if any marks with the IB marks scheme. So basically, use it if you like, quote it, but we're probably not going to give you any marks for it. <laughs> so start of the essay, start quote, write the whole essay, end yeah. quote with a reference one <laughs> yeah. in your bibliography. Yeah. So schools are worried. Um, another one is is uh, like phishing emails. How good are they going to get? Yeah. You're never going to have those weird emails from, from some prince in somewhere asking for money and it's all spelt wrong there. Write me an email as if you are the customer services department of Amazon. Yes, that's definitely that bad, something that, that will come about. We were saying earlier about it being able to write code. So you yeah. can input a whole load of code, it'll correct it for you, and then you've got nice looking clean code to be working on. But again, that can be used for negative purposes, can't it? Yeah, viruses, things like that. Um, and then I, I think the main one probably everyone's what is jobs, isn't it? This is going to replace people's jobs. Who needs to? Why do they need to hire a, a, a department for writing this copy for their website? Just get one guy to sit and just use ChatGPT. Yeah, massively. So Goldman Sachs, they did a study last year and they wrote a report where they reckon that the equivalent of 300 million full-time jobs will get replaced by artificial intelligence. And as part of that, ChatGPT or the likes of ChatGPT, because there'll be other competitors. So yeah, there could be 300 million jobs that then get lost due to this. I mean, it maybe there's a slight pinch of salt, you know, take this with a slight pinch of salt, because within the same report, it then said that 60% of workers are in occupations today that didn't exist 80 years ago. Yeah, for sure. You know, it just, this creates more, this will create something else, won't it? Like if yeah. this if this AI becomes a thing, new things will come out of it that we don't even know is a thing yet. Yes. And people will do that instead. They, um, but, you know, particularly if, if the people that lose their jobs are in this sort of tech industry, they're likely to, you know, I don't know, their skills move forwards with it. Quite possibly. The report that Goldman Sachs came back with was saying that it's actually the higher paying jobs that are more likely to be effective compared to okay. lower paying jobs. And so it was saying the jobs that are going to be resistant to chat GPT going forward are things like bartenders or cooks and chefs or mechanics, carpenters, plumbers, painters. So people who have very physical work are obviously going to find it hard to be replaced. Whereas unfortunately, Liam, jobs that are at risk, let's say mathematicians. Oh no. Yeah, I'm done, but I'll be a podcaster by then. So I won't matter. <laughs> Maybe this will go full time. Imagine the, that. The big one again, journalists. So yeah, people who are writing, authors, people of books like you and I, we could ask 
chat GPT to write a novel for us, like give it the, you know, give it the premise, give it the main characters, give it some background on them yeah. and say, write, yeah. write this um, yeah, convoluted story. Chat, this. chat GPT actually said one of their limitations though is its lack of emotional intelligence, you know, and that, that human creativity that we've evolved to have at the minute, it doesn't necessarily have that. So, you know, writing a blog, what it would do is it, it would pull from the bajillions of other blogs it's ever read and it will write a blog for you. But that blog will not have its own, you know, like its own little spark. It will be yeah. full of an amalgamation of all these other ones. Yes. Um, so similar with songs and things like that. It would just use what it already knows. So I don't know. Maybe it's, it, it, there is an interesting debate that people have had about it saying, so is it really creating anything original? Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. I read that what is actually doing is it is it yeah, original and creative or is it just that mashup of everything else that happens before but i think you were saying from a teacher's perspective you get to know how one of your students writes yeah so yeah you can yeah sort of like yeah, learn sure. their style don't you and you can yeah. then spot their style changing to chat gpt yeah for sure you know if i've taught a kid for 2 years and i've asked them to you know a, a, um, a really clever maths question i, I know how they're going to approach it cuz i've seen what they do and suddenly they approach it differently. It's no real different to like a kid's found the mark scheme and suddenly, you know, they've they've used the mark scheme and you're like, there's no way you've done all this. How do you suddenly know how to do that? Like, you've got that wrong 50 times in class. <laughs> you know, I don't, I, I don't know. But <laughs> Well, maybe, maybe, and they're just not asking chat GPT the right questions. They need to say, write this as if I'm 10 years old rather than 12 yeah. years old. Yeah. Include some errors in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Very interesting to learn about, though, ChatGPT. Oh, it's it's in, it's incredible. There, there's a whole load of questions that are still unanswered about it. You know, there's some big mm -hmm. things that have come out in the news mm -hmm. this week. We'll include it in our wrap-up episode that Italy have actually banned it. So Italy have put a block on the website. They're saying that they've got concerns about it, um, that it's they're saying it's breaching data regulations that they've got over there, but there's a whole other topic at the moment about should AI yeah. be regulated? Elon Musk has come out like calling for AI to be regulated because the concerns are there that if, if the chatbots can take over. Yeah. Terminate subservient to them. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What, what would I say? The main thing of, you know, it's what have I learned that it's, it's not just Google it's it's it can't it doesn't google at the minute it remembers what it's already learned previously um but i mean do go do, do go on to open ai and have a go it's really really interesting i've actually I, i've just i've got my phone in front of me i've just typed in write me a sign off for a podcast about chat gpt so <laughs> i don't know if you've got any final thoughts but i'll then finish on a on a chat gpt written script the thing that's uh, I'll remember is around what G, the P and the T stand for. So the generative pre-trained transformers and it's the, the transformers that's really leapt it forward. And for me, sort of in a nutshell, it's a super duper clever autocomplete tool, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. I'll, uh, I'll sign us off by, I wrote, I wrote, write me a sign off for a podcast about chat GPT. So this is it. So Thanks for listening, everyone. It doesn't actually mention our at two guys, one topic. So I will just throw that one in there. Feel free to send us a message or any thoughts or anything like that. But it goes. Thanks for listening to our podcast about ChatGPT, the language model trained by OpenAI. We hope you enjoyed learning about its capabilities and potential applications. 
Stay tuned for more fascinating discussions on the latest developments in artificial intelligence and technology. Maybe not that last bit so much, but otherwise, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back with you next Tuesday, but until then, get out there and share some chat GPT knowledge. <laughs>